0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica
1: Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: The electors have spoken. Yesterday was Electoral College Day. And as expected, some of the more controversial states officially threw their electoral votes to Biden. But that was not the end of the story. Some unofficial electors or competing electors or the Republican slates of electors. alternate
1: electors.
0: Alternate electors from Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania are all asserting their votes for Trump. And this thing might go on and on. It's Stephen Miller from the White House said this doesn't need to be resolved till January 20th. At the very least, it doesn't. It won't be resolved until January sixth when it goes to Congress, but I think it will never be resolved. I think the hashtag "Not My President," which has probably been trending for twenty years before Twitter even existed, is going to take on a whole new meaning with Trump as the shadow president, as you know two presidents the were the way there have been and are two popes. I just I see this as being an endless source of conflict.
1: Well with the alternate electors? It'll be like there's, like you said, two presidents. Which one do you choose? Of course, on the left, they're saying that that's never going to come to fruition.
0: I feel like I I don't know the details of how it works, but the states decide who the electors are. And if you have a beef, I believe I would think it's at the state level, although... If the Congress doesn't accept the state's decision, I guess that's where it comes down. The existence of rival
1: slates does have a technical impact. Congress will likely have to go through the motions of rejecting them. This is according to Ohio State University law professor Edward Foley. He says they're dead on arrival and will be treated as frivolous and hardly worth the time of day. That's his claim. On the other side of it, if you read Epoch Times, then it looks like that it's going to go Trump's way. What my
0: mother pointed out because she's already made the transition away from Fox News. She watches Newsmax and OANN, which I believe are both on her cable in New York. And she says that, you know, they say you can never win without Ohio. And who won Ohio? Who won Florida? Trump.
1: That's what they say. That's what Trump was saying too in one of wow. his interviews and I she, think they she said thinks that-,
0: that she thinks of stuff that gets incepted as cam from make liberty great again says like incepting people like she gets incepted all the time and doesn't realize it
1: yeah nixon won both those states and laws from what i remember
0: well but he it was stolen from him
1: interestingly enough has anything like this ever happened for the ap asked that and they say yes in 1960 election between john f kennedy and richard nixon Hawaii's Republican governor certified a Republican slate of electors after the initial count had Nixon winning the state by about 100 votes. But Democratic electors met anyway and insisted that Kennedy would win an ongoing recount. And the Democrats were right. And when it came time for Congress to consider which group of electors to count, it chose the Democratic ones. It was nixon himself who was presiding over congress as the outgoing vice president who made the decision
0: wow they say he ate it now i do think some people say it was a myth that kennedy stole the election that it wasn't true and i never really could get to the bottom of it but the the wisdom that i was raised on was that nixon didn't want to cause that kind of a rift in the country and when you hear like the hidden audio of nixon over the years He does seem to be, you know, I guess he was tricky dick. I don't know. But he does seem to have that authenticity, you know, like a real patriot. Unlike now when these guys are way too cynical for that kind of thing, I think. But so it is plausible to me that he just ate it. And that's when Gore wouldn't just eat it. It was like, hey, you should just eat it like Nixon. But he wouldn't. Yeah. And now Clinton Trump won't eat it.
1: Either way, this gives both sides a stake to claim victory and we'll both continue to claim victory
0: absolutely the art of ambiguity from the beginning of of trump's campaign event this was the hallmark tone this ambiguity i thought it was really funny talking about ambiguity raffensperger the secretary of state in georgia said that that trump needs to just face it he got quote outworked by the democrats which is a really funny turn of phrase because what he's trying to say is they they worked harder yeah but what it sounded like to me was they worked you over or you got worked you know it just definitely trump got worked by the democrats in georgia i mean and i'm not a trump supporter but after our conversations with garland which people have been asking me they are in the regular dnb feed so if you're a patron go to the regular DNB propaganda report feed to hear our conversations with Garland. But you there's I cannot believe that they're not pursuing this in Georgia. It's unbelievable. And what are they pursuing? Some nothing burger.
1: They're doing a exact match audit in Cobb County because of a report that made them believe that the signature match was not done correctly in Cobb County before. The thing that they kind of slip into this article is at the bottom of it, the secretary of state says that at the next Georgia General Assembly in 2021, he's going to ask them to require that voter identification be required with absentee ballots, which is fuel for Stacey Abrams to organize around.
0: I also that is an excellent point. And I also think Uh, When the article I read about that, it said how the ballots get separated from those envelopes so that the ballots are anonymous. So when they're going through the signature matching of the envelopes, that does not resolve the issue that Garland brought up. And it's in a different county. But he wants to examine the piles and piles of ballots that were a 100 percent for Biden, which is basically mathematically impossible, that may have be may be ballots that he got four different, I think four different affidavits of people saying the ballots that they were looking at, the absentee ballots, were were not marked by hand. So they were made by a toner. They didn't have crease marks for having been folded, which means they were not in those envelopes. And they were of the wrong paper stock. So this doesn't address that at all. Garland wants to see the actual ballots that they keep running through these machines and they won't even answer his calls.
1: 678- 653-8838. Yeah, Bill sent me a message today. Bill Loby of Neighbors Feed and Seed. He has been receiving get out the vote messages in handwritten postcards. He sent me a picture of them from California. He's received three of them. Two of the notes were from Democrats. One was just a general get out the vote. And all three were postmarked from California, one from Oakland, one from San Jose and one from Santa Barbara.
0: Well, Santa Barbara is the mid coast. San Jose is one city down from San Francisco and Oakland is they're basically communists. That's where Berkeley is. And
1: these basically. are the picture. These are filled out postcards. It's not just like one or two Oh, words. they're filled out
0: by hand, unlike the absentee ballots that were filled out by a printer. Exactly.
1: <laughs> this is handwritten, like a paragraph.
0: It's like the time I gave money to a leper colony and they wrote me thank you notes. I was like, I...
1: Makes me think they have a... Russian-like troll farm of people just writing handwritten get-out-the-vote <laughs> messages to people in <laughs> Georgia uh, over in San Francisco somewhere.
0: Like in India, like they have the like call centers? Yeah, they got call, They got little
1: factories where they're paying people 50 yeah. cents an hour to write postcards. Did
0: you hear they're rioting in the iPhone factory in India? Are, are they? Those iPhone? Yeah. I think that the labor in China is getting to where it's too expensive, so they want to move into places like North Korea and India. I know that was... A rare, complete non-sequitur. We're almost total. Sorry about that.
1: You don't have to apologize. I, I had, had no idea there was rioting going on. I I thought that most of the rioting that went on over an iPhone is when the new one was released and you got there after they had run out already.
0: Nope. It's. It, I don't think it's actually people jumping out the window like they do in Chinese iPhone factories, but it's not pretty over there. In India. It's not people like Kamala Harris's crowd, but they might be the... I think they're the bosses. I don't know.
1: So I watched the movie Songbird. Ooh, whoa. I can't believe there's really a
0: movie. I thought it was
1: just a trailer. It's a movie. It's not very long. I think it's about an hour and a half. Year is 2023. A bike courier with immunity from the virus and the highly coveted yellow bracelet that shows your immunity, allowing you to go outside, delivers packages (laughs) to sheltered people, including Demi Moore, in an empty, dilapidated city as he plots to try and figure out how he's going to get the woman he loves out of her apartment so they can escape the city without getting caught and without going to the Q zone, the quarantine zone, the Q zone. Nice. Wow. Is he a slave? That's the only job that's open for him because you have the head of the, the Department of Sanitary, the head guy, and the bike courier seem to be the only two occupations that exist in this movie.
0: <laughs> was it a good movie? It's Michael Bay. It I mean, was a terrible, a movie together?
1: terrible movie. When do you think it was made? It was made within the past year because most of the scenes were one person. There was very few scenes of people actually together without having glass in between them. Demi Moore, all of her stuff was inside. She had been inside for years. Not the actress, maybe her too. But the character had been inside for years because she didn't want to let anybody in. And they were running an illegal operation where they sell the immunity wristbands. And this is something that we will see happen.
0: Black market? Yeah. There was, she, nice. They were running a
1: black market That's why they're going to make it a tattoo. operation they'll be cutting people's wrists off then and stealing their tattoos for themselves. And every time her husband left and came back, she forced him to burn all of his clothes. And right. Come I was going to say it so, just
0: being immune.
1: Yeah. People were very terrified of the outdoors. Even <laughs> so it what, wasn't even right. admired to have a wristband in, in some, by some people, some people felt having a wristband was bad oh, yeah. because Elitism. you don't get to actually talk to anybody.
0: What about, the illness did it depict the illness? Did it have piles of bodies, or was it was it like maybe not even?
1: It real? wasn't a piles of bodies thing. This is after that happened, I believe, and people recognize that happening, so they they're staying home on their own. When people do die in it. They die quickly. But what happens is you have to scan your app every morning in the movie. You have to scan your phone and it checks your flu. And if you have a fever, then they send a contact tracing squad, which looks like a SWAT team. And they barrel in your door if you don't answer. And anybody else in the place with you, even if they don't test positive, they are sent off to the Q zone. Q zone? It was a terrible movie. It was boring. (laughs) It was a cash grab. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it terrorized people before the election. The trailer, oh, sure. I think, was uh, was money. Speaking of, I don't know terrible movies. I noticed that Pornhub apparently pulled down like eighty percent of its videos because it's been trolled by kitty porn or something. And I thought that was weird because in in an earlier, I remember I was talking to some content creators. And joking around that if we all get taken off of everything, you know, Patreon, whatever, that you can always go to Pornhub.
1: Because they have the user upload function. And that's the function that they stripped down. I guess people were uploading some stuff that got them in trouble. And so they just took that feature away altogether. So
0: Just now? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, this is what happened this week.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, I assume that they, well, I don't assume, but I, I think there's a possibility that they got trolled so that they that out for regular people because because regular people could have taken it over.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because they were getting in trouble. They were getting heat for user generated content, unlike Facebook. So Facebook or YouTube, right? Facebook or YouTube, because they're protected. <laughs> and this is part of this conversation that they've been having. Section 230 the user uploads the content, even if it's the same type of content that was uploaded to Pornhub. Facebook is not responsible; they can flag it, but Facebook isn't responsible. But Pornhub was at least socially being held responsible to the point of where they took away the user-generated feature. Can you imagine so Facebook then, taking then that happens? feature away? Do I? How
0: does it even function then?
1: People make a porn in their house and they upload it.
0: No, like, I mean how how does Pornhub exist tomorrow?
1: I think that they have other stuff too. I don't. I mean, I would presume that they did. I think that's just a feature like that you have they to
0: submit a video for their sensors. Well, I what?
1: think that most of their stuff is probably professionally Professional. produced. Yeah, they just okay. took away the user generated aspect. Right. Of it. So
0: the thing that would have been there for people who
1: everybody who's bored during the sensors. shutdown, just what what a time to make a porn. <laughs> now that they don't have that option anymore.
0: Did Tubin? You think he was responsible? for That's it? what
1: Tubin was doing.
0: He did something crazy on Pornhub. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truhempscience.com slash prop report.
1: Speaking of Tubin, there was an article today, it was in the New York Times. Called the undoing of Tubin, and Tubin is framed kind of as a victim in this article. It's his kind of an name, apology. It's the start of his comeback, I think.
0: His name—it's almost like Anthony Weiner. Like they, they found him yeah. to because, like, tube. You know. Yeah, they start the article. Boogie, right, tube. You know, like it's just—it's
1: too—it's too, it's too on the nose. They you, opened the yeah. article talking about what he did again. And they added in an extra detail, which apparently he wasn't just closing his computer laptop. He was opening it and closing it, opening it, closing it. Oh, he was playing peekaboo? It kind of seems like he was playing peekaboo. <laughs> and he was also seen <laughs> by the other Zoomers <laughs> who they said they saw him Come look on. off camera. And while he was doing it, make kissy lips at Dude, someone my, off camera
0: you know, or like no they, one off camera. Tongue curls up in your mouth because you're gonna puke.
1: Is this that moment right now? That's
0: happening to me right now.
1: We've right. got to move on. Let's well, they, just talk
0: about COVID. Well,
1: they painted that picture and <laughs> then they go to his career and how great his career is and all the great work that he's done. Then they kind of gloss over that woman he got pregnant. <sighs> that he tried. Did he had no nothing to do with the baby at first? He was forced to have something to do with the baby. They glossed over that. And the takeaway from the article is that. Tubin did something that any one of us could have gotten caught doing, and we're just knock on wood—we won't one day get caught because we all got shirts and and jackets on up top. But who knows what's going on down below that desk? That is really the takeaway from the article: it's a normalization of this. You should just be okay if whoever you're zooming with is
0: right, or it's like that sanction of the victim or making you feel guilty, like let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But like, there's no chance that I would ever be in that position. There's not a
1: chance in the world. Not according to the New York Times. We're all in that position all the time. We just can't help ourselves. I think that Joe (laughs) Biden should nominate Tubin to a cabinet position after everything he's been through. (laughs) Let
0: me ask you a question. Do you happen to have that article? Can you tell me if it was written by a female or a male? I I mean, a female could not write that with a straight face. I think it was a female. Well, then it's just not. I can't. I'm open to argument. People want to tell me that a female could actually... I can't even understand what you're saying. (laughs) I just don't get it.
1: It is written by Catherine Roseman and someone else. They needed two people to write that article.
0: Yes, because one person wrote it and she put her name on it. Anyway, shall I tell you about COVID-21? Yes. So, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal today... (laughs) <laughs> Just the front pages, coronavirus vaccinations begin in the U.S. And then on one of the inner pages, and there aren't that many anymore, it says, oh, reports in Southern United Kingdom of a new strain of the coronavirus that's much more infectious and it makes people sicker and it will not be prevented by the vaccine. So we're already gearing up and I, I'm thinking... I seem to recall a year ago, within weeks, they had 40 strains of this thing. It just mutates like crazy, supposedly. I don't know what the truth is. But then later in the article, it says there are over 1,000 strains of COVID-19 now. But now there's one. And here's the thing.
1: 1,000?
0: Yeah. But it's just because what is it? They don't even know what it is. So it's just it could all just be error. Who knows? But the San Bernardino docs were pointing out that the more infectious something is, it can't be really, really infectious and spread, spread, spread if it makes people super sick because then they don't go out. They're laid out at home. They're they die. Like so, the 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 hotter something like that burns, the faster it burns out. So this idea that something is getting increasingly infectious and increasingly um, virulent or makes you sicker is not, you know, like everything else. It's not consistent with what what. We've always known or t- or taught about germ theory, so this could be the infamous COVID twenty one that Canada was talking about needing isolation facilities for.
1: Yeah, COVID twenty three was the name of it, the virus in Songbird.
0: Yeah, I mean this is foreshadowing. It's and uh, Bill Gates was giggling with Jake Tapper about how the next six to eight months is going to be worse, and the side by side of Bill Gates smirking. And Jake Tapper, very serious, crooked, like where his head is tilted to the side. Like
1: I noticed that contrast. Bill Gates was smiling and giggling the whole time. And Tapper had the very serious face on during that interview. He said that we're not going to get back to normal. At least 2022 is what he said. And he said another six to 18 months or 12 to 18 months at one point. He mixed his numbers a little bit, but he doesn't want us. Thinking we're getting back to normal anytime soon unless you're taking the vaccine. He really is trying to push that vaccine, obviously.
0: Dude, I I just I don't know what to think about this, about the vaccine. I just I mean, I just don't know what to expect. My only hope when we're talking to the Make Liberty Great Again guys, they're like, what's your white pill and one was that people send me pictures of chickens, which I think is awesome. <laughs> and then the other thing was that or my hope for the future is that the worst of the vaccine becomes known immediately and then maybe they back off and and it just they can't really expect people to use it as a passport to get on flights and stuff like we were talking about yesterday.
1: Yeah, I do worry about because I think that. Whatever's going on with China is going to continue to increase.
0: We are excited to bring this extended shout out to you from Molly. She's a patron saint and a big fan of the show. And she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI. And some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife, Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness of this serious issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature. Yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effect Of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power. So learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.mridye.com. That's www.mridye.com.
1: It's going to continue to get more tense with China and this fleeting thought in the back of my head. Cause I think about the communication crisis, communication strategies that some of these practitioners discuss and the approach basically with some of these crisis communicators is that you scare the daylights out of people right now for something that you believe is coming in the future by pretending that it's here right now. You get Daddy? what I'm saying? No. You scare. You're trying to. You're trying to scare people because you want them to do a certain action or take a certain protective measure or whatever in the future. So in the future, you want them to do this act, and you train them to do it because you're worried about whatever's coming in the future. Oh, like but you, you
0: almost you, force them to visualize. You train them to, to do ready? it
1: by pretending that it's here. This threat is here right now.
0: Okay. So give me the example. That the
1: example is. Of We've seen the cases. We've seen the other explanations for people who've died, ventilators, uh, other other reasons. We've seen the problems with the testing. What I worry is that this whole thing has been a big crisis communications effort preparing people for something that's coming in the near future that's real. More Now, I'm not saying this isn't real, but I'm saying this potentially more deadly. And with all these China tensions, I just worry about – I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I remember when I was reading those calls to action and it said stuff about the event 201 thing and it was talking about and and Bill Gates was emphasizing this recently, you know, the Jake Tapper conversation from a day or two ago that he was saying, you know, we've kept the number of deaths down, but the economic impact was a disappointment. It shouldn't have been that bad. And then in the calls to action, I remember what my first response to that, my first interpretation of that back in February was it reminded me of that book. And I mentioned it numerous times then, Conjuring Hitler, where they were, let's just say, I think that this guy's premise was, um, without saying like this is a history lesson, but I think the premise was that the English wanted to destroy Germany as a, as a powerhouse that could compete with them as an empire kind of in the 20th century. And they, uh, and beyond. And they, they did have interests in the in- industrial sector there, in banking, all of that. They didn't want to destroy it because it had value and had value to them and they were interconnected with it. So what they did was they tried to, what, I have since learned was enhanced dysfunctional subcultures by finding and all the people who were reacting to World War 1 and the fall of the Kaiser and all that uh that I think it was I think that was the order they they found a guy like Hitler because there were a lot of movements there was communism and nationalism and socialism and all that kind of stuff a lot of things going on and they found a guy like Hitler who would not this is the premise that he would not disturb the financial flows but he would be such a poison to the culture That he would bring Germany to their knees without actually, you know, destroying the value that they wanted to tap into. And when I read that stuff about how the most important thing would to be to keep money flowing, to keep whatever I consider it inflation, to print the money, to have the International Monetary Fund, to make sure that money transferred from country to country and all that kind of stuff, that's what I thought. I thought maybe they are preparing us to put in place. And that's another thing it said there, to put in place the kind of, uh, you know, overarching scaffolding above the nation states to keep the money flows going because that's what happened in world war ii the money flows never stopped and 60 million people died but the money flows continued without stopping and i thought that's what they maybe were trying to put in place
1: and when you look at what's happened over the past year the most wealthy people in the world have only gotten richer throughout of this it's bezos really, bill gates thats nothing really but benefits
0: sick it's so clear that this wasn't, this is Charlie Robinson that controlled demolition, that's the name of his book, which they wrote before 2020 yeah. and it could not be more suitable to what this is. It's that if it were just free fall, if it weren't orchestrated, then how could the people who are at the top Uh, remain unscathed while everybody else where it's just that you know when when I think about this expression the great reset you reset to zero and that's what's happening you know you don't reset to 100 you reset to zero and that is what's happening to the powerhouse middle class and the small business owner it's not happening to those people. It is literally a wealth transfer from the middle and the bottom to the top. And not, I don't even know about the bottom so much because the UBI, it's really just, it's just gutting the bourgeoisie, you know, maybe is yeah. the way to think of it. I don't, I don't know if I fully understand that concept. Um, but either we don't have it here or we only have it here. I don't know. But like, I just feel like people are going to go. They, they hate the prospect of a Ron Paul of an educated person of values getting any kind of ability to engage in the political process. And they just need to reset the wealth of that sector. And that's what progressive taxes have always been for, to transfer the money from the middle class to the bottom so that they don't have any free time with surplus income to retire early and go to Washington or whatever.
1: Yeah, and the public is fighting with each other over petty things. It makes it easy for them to get away with that, the the people that are already powerful at the top. Everything is reinforcing that existing power. I was talking to somebody who does not like what he characterizes as anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, kind of clumps them all into the same group, no nuance there. And I asked him just to tell me what he didn't like or what the issue was. And he said that all these anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers go around and they scream in like crazy people about how vaccines give you autism. I haven't heard one person say that about this mRNA vaccine. I've heard people talk about that from the flu vaccine, but I'm talking about this vaccine right now and the legitimate questions people are asking. And not only just people who you might characterize as an anti-masker, an anti-vaxxer, but the people who are in the task force themselves raising these questions and concerns about side effects, about you shouldn't get the vaccine if you, are, if you have these responses to allergies. You need to tell them if you're pregnant or if, you're, if you want to have kids. So Legitimate concerns being raised, yet somebody has been conditioned and there's lots of people who've been conditioned this way to react in a way where it's just they're just the craziest thing. They just say they everybody's going to have autism. And so they're pulling out these old straw man arguments and applying them to this current situation. It doesn't apply and it's preventing any conversation from happening.
0: I am really suspicious that that autism thing, the adjuvants, is going to be used against people who object to the new vaccine by saying, well, that's not an element of the new vaccine. But I'm with you. They clump it all together. And I don't think the FDA authorization of the new vaccinations was unanimous. The emergency authorization, I think it was not unanimous. So that's it right there, if that's the fact.
1: Yeah. And when they were deciding who to give the first ones to and the CDC, there was one of the people who did not agree with it, she said that she's concerned because we don't know how this is going to affect older people who are vulnerable and she couldn't sign off on it. And the patron 15, I'm going to tell you about what Fulton County's plan for returning to school in the second semester of this year are.
0: And I want to tell you the World Economic Forum's plan for, I would say, pre-crime on a worldwide level.
1: Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> you guys can find your drive time news blast every week to afternoon at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcasting platform of the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. You can also check us out on rockfin.com where we do deep dive video podcast into how these panel discussions at the CFR and other think tanks, how they are going to shape the world. At least, they're going to attempt to shape the world. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the Patreon 15.